Welcome to the Agents of Innovation podcast, where we feature conversations with entrepreneurs, philanthropists, and artists. Okay, well, the Agents of Innovation podcast Guatemala series continues, and we are a little bit outside Guatemala City, about an hour drive in beautiful Palencia, Guatemala, and I'm here with the mayor, Alberto Reyes, who also goes by Beto. Beto, welcome to the Agents of Innovation podcast. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for being here in Palencia. Uh, bienvenido a esta finca, San Patricio de Limón. Es bienvenido a Innovación. Gracias, uh, Beto. And and he just welcomed us to uh, the the finca here, the coffee finca, the coffee farm in Palencia, Guatemala. Uh, this is the San Patricio Coffee Farm, and uh, they're also uh, noted for winning the uh, they're they're number fourteenth in the Cup of Excellence in Guatemala. Yes. We are uh, reaching. We won the last time in the Cup of Excellence, and we reached the fourth place. Is uh, cuatro or catorce? Catorce. Catorce. Fourteenth place. A person much, but uh, we run between uh, more than 200 farms. Wow. It's uh, very hard. So more than 200 farms competed in yeah. the Cup of Excellence. And there's even more farms in Guatemala than that. It exists, of course, but yeah. uh, the better uh, 200 farms run, and we reach the fourth place. 14th lugar. Yeah, 14th place. So, 14th um, you know, we've got all this coffee stuff here in front of us, all these products. We have lots of different samplings, but I think we're going to need some actual coffee to drink for this podcast. You right? want to test it? I would love to test it. Okay. Try try again. Okay. And who is this young man here? This is Emilio. Emilio is uh, the... Muchas gracias. El más pequeño de la familia. Is the smaller of the family. We're going to test today. We're going to try good coffee. Uh, you salute. want to sh- salud? <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Well, that is some great coffee. And, um, you know, I first got to know um, your middle son, Saul. And uh, Saul told me a lot about your coffee. In fact, um, this is not the first time I've tasted San Patricio coffee. I'm just going to have to tell everybody uh, on the podcast. Uh, it's become my favorite coffee. And I always tell Saul when he tells me he's the 14th that this is uh, placed 14th in the Cup of Excellence. I said, well, one day it's going to be number one in Guatemala, right? Number we, one. We want to get it. Yes, <laughs> number one. So so uh, as more listeners, um, if you guys want some San Patricio coffee, it's actually kind of hard to get because they have some exclusive contracts, I think. But uh, I have uh, I have exclusive access to Saul, who brings <laughs> me uh, uh, some bags of coffee in Guatemala City anytime he's in the city. I said, let me know. I'm going to be bringing some more back to the United States uh, for family and friends to, to have. My parents already love it. They want to come visit here as well. And hopefully people, if they're listening, will be coming to visit here on one of the future Fearless Journeys group trips because we brought the, the last gr- group trip here and Saul and Emilio and Ruth uh, gave a guided tour of, of for my group around your a wonderful coffee finca here. So you we are really welcome, whatever you want at the... Last time you, you've been here with some group, uh, but it's uh, one of the things that we're going to do in the future. We want to try to do coffee tourings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the conditions to receive the people. Whatever you want to be in here, uh, San Patricio has the 
doors open to you and everybody wants to visit us you are welcome anytime gracias well it's a beautiful place it's on the side of a mountain here and um you know we're sitting here kind of probably maybe halfway up the mountain in your yeah we are in the middle of the mountain this is your family's home and we're in an area here a little patio i know you guys do some meetings here we'll talk about that in a little bit we share uh, with the family here we live here and uh, this is a very nice place we build it uh, step by step, day by day, month by month, all the time doing new things, planning, planting flowers, trying to do, to get nice home. Yeah, well, it's it's a beautiful place and it's and it's very large and um, it's it's today about 190 acres, is that right? Yes, it's, it's exactly it's 190 and it's growing up little by little. We are uh, trying to attend the request of our customers and produce uh, high-quality coffee. That's great. Well, yeah, it is a specialty coffee in uh, in Guatemala here, so it's it's high quality. Um, so I I came here uh, a couple of times. I brought my group here, and I, I got to tell you, uh, it's 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 such a nice place. You, you think this was something owned by many generations? Uh, and how large it is. Yeah, it's, we start with this farm uh, 20, 25 years ago. We start with my father and my brothers. At this time, we are working with my son, my daughters. It is a family work. It's, uh, it's a passion by for the coffee. Each day we do our best trying to do, get the best coffee. And uh, the best coffee is not just to produce it. It's uh, the relationship that you have with the coffee in, in the planting, in the harvest, in the process, all the time you have a human contact with the coffee. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's that it's that you know what's what's really interesting. And I was I was mentioning this on a previous episode that I had with somebody who was talking about coffee, and I said you know it's it's interesting because you know let's say for somebody like me in the United States, we don't we don't obviously grow coffee in the United States. There's not a there's not a region for growing coffee there. Uh, there's not the climate or anything like that. But we take for granted. Uh, yeah. This coffee, uh, and actually, if you think about, in some ways, how I, I know it might cost a lot if you go to like a Starbucks or something, but but it, it, you know it's still pretty minimal considering the entire process that the coffee goes through, uh, uh, and to really, uh, I think now that I've been here and I've seen it, and Saul's given us the tour and he's taken the coffee beans off the tree and everything okay. and showed us, uh, it really makes me more appreciate that cup of coffee when I'm drinking it back home. The co to produce coffee is a is a passion. It's a, it's like as I I said, day to day. But uh, when you add the family uh, to produce coffee, you get uh, that flavor. To get a good cup of coffee is not easily. Is the is to add different things to produce coffee. Depends of the soils to the seeds to the selection plants, to the weather, to the shadow, to shadow, to shadow la yeah. sombra, mm -hmm. and uh, the way that you harvest, the point, point exactly that you pick it up, you, you, you have to pick it up when it's absolutely red, but no like a gray because you can uh, mess the harvest. Yeah. It's, it's uh, con quality control all the time. And we're and uh, throughout different parts of the year, you're doing different things. You're, you're yes. focused on different kind of work based on the seasons. The coffee need to be attended all the time, 
but uh, the harvest starts in the December because we are in the highest. I mean, we produce a, a strict hard coffee. I mean, it's high-quality coffee. It starts on December 10, 12, around December, and uh, we finish the harvest around the uh, end of uh, March or inner of April. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's around three or four months the harvest. And then what happens around the end of April? Do you start planting again, or what's the process yes, like? Yes, we start uh, caring about the new plantations, uh, controlling the uh, all of the plantation, uh, is all of the job, fertilize, apply, applying fertilizers, caring about new plantations, uh, you know. It's uh, just maintenance of the plantation. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Beto, I have to ask because we uh, we're here and uh, you're we're in Palencia, um, where by the way you're also the mayor of this town. We're going to get into that in a little bit. That's why I introduced you as the mayor. Uh, but uh, you were born and raised in Palencia. Yes, I born in 1964. I born from uh, very very poor people. My mom doesn't read, doesn't doesn't write. My father is uh, was a natural agriculture. He works in a farm here, but uh, poor people. We are nine, uh, bro- five brothers and uh, four uh, sisters. You're one of nine. Yeah. Nine, yes. Yeah. It's a big family, but lovely fam- family. My mom does. She can. She can. Cannot uh, teach me. Uh, to spell M mama ma, la M con la A, A significa ma mama. She cannot because wow. she didn't write and uh, she didn't read. But uh, she teach me in very important lessons about the love, about the important that is that you have empath- empathy, empathy, empathy yeah. with the more people. Like if you are. Uh, like if it's possible to feel, if I can feel what the people feel, it's very important. I walk without shoes. Wow. It's a very important lesson for me. Yeah. It permits me to understand how the people feel, how what the people needs. That's why I get in the politics. Yeah, so your mother, while she couldn't teach you how to read or write or spell... She taught you maybe more important things to love and how to have empathy and feeling for other people and understand their situations. Yeah, she gave me very important lessons. She's still alive. I love a lot, a lot. <laughs> I love my mom. Well, she sounds very wise. Yeah, <laughs> I love She She's the best teacher that I could get in my life. And uh, my father too. My father was a uh, very traditional people in Guatemala, but right man, she, she he teach he teach the, to me that if you do something, you must to define. If you don't, it's better that you don't do that. You must to do by single to be the thing that you're gonna do. You you have to do straight. You got to do the right way. You must to respect to the other persons, to the other people. It's uh, the important lessons to me. Yeah, so, um, Beto, when I enter your home here, uh, on the wall in your in your living area, 
there's a a box that's that's has a lot of your carpentry tools and again you started this finca 25 years ago yes uh but before that when you those carpentry tools i believe you told me belonged to you when you were about 18 years old and tell me a little bit about the work you were doing and and what uh, what your pay was like during those days? Yes, uh, I my first job uh, when I finished the elementary school, I what kind of elementary school? I, I mean, it's a secondary school. Secondary I mean, school, uh, like high school, like like high school bachelor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. like bachelor. I, I specialist in uh, uh, in carpentry. Carpentry, uh, bachelor in uh, carpentry. Okay, and uh, my first job was uh, like a carpenter. And I win at this time in 1983, around five quetzales a day. You were making five quetzales a day. A day. Yeah, so it means less than less $1. Than a dollar. Today, and it's probably about the same then, uh, $1 is about seven and a half quetzales? Yes, something. it's around there. Yeah. It's, it was around there. And it was so you were working all day? How many hours? All day, all day. Ten eight, hours? Eight hours. Eight hours, eight hours. Eight hours a eight day, hours day, a day for less than a dollar. But it permitted me to... Complete me uh, my uh, knowledge in, about the carpentry. Uh, after that, I've been a specialist uh, getting some courses in Colombia. I've been there. You went to Colombia for yeah, some courses? Yes. In what? By three months. Trying to do industrial produces in carpentry. Okay. Okay. I industrial been, production in yeah, carpentry. Yeah, three months. Wow. Important the carpentry center there. And after that, I come back to Guatemala and I open my own uh, a, a company. And that's why I for, start to produce in for, carpentry. For carpentry. I work uh, to the some companies in Guatemala, TV companies like Canal 3, Canal 7, some... Uh, channel 3 and Channel 7. 11 and, and 12, uh, 13. And uh, some radios and when, uh, and when you were working there, what what you were doing carpentry for them? Yeah, like yeah. In their I, studios, I, I produced like some studios, some uh, oh, nice. some studios in uh, two thousand. They started with a new image, and they designed in the U.S. and I produced here in Guatemala in my own uh, carpentry shop. Wow! They, they start. That's why I started the business. I was a teacher too at this time. I worked with uh, like a teacher by seven years ago, in seven years in uh, that time. And I leave the education like a teacher, but I started my own company producing carpentry. What were you teaching? Uh, carpentry too. Carpentry to other young people? Yeah, in Guatemala City. Oh, in Guatemala City. That's, uh, in that time, I start to win a little bit money, <laughs> more money than the carpentry shop, but a good lessons in my life. I my life is uh, is uh, formed. I don't know. Is grow it step by step, yeah. day by day, experience by experience. Well, you know, it's interesting because I said this to you uh, before we did the interview. Um, it's it's really amazing because I, when I see the and hear the story that uh, in 1983, uh, which was about 40 years ago, now yes, 49 years, years ago. ago you were making years ago much pounds less <laughs> <laughs> yes well uh you were making less than one dollar a day yeah and 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 i'm here at this beautiful finca in this wonderful home uh you mentioned 190 acres you have how many employees 
Working for around the uh, 40, probably 40? usually around the uh, 30, but in the harvest more than 70. 70 yeah. employees. So it's just amazing to me. And one of the things I said was, how does someone go from making less than a dollar a day to 40 Grow years later having, way, right? having this? And you just said it a little bit. It's step by step, day by day. A lot of people don't understand um, the growth that and, and the hard work it must take day by day. And did you have a vision that you could potentially one day uh, live a life like this today? I can explain that. Yeah. Because if in your life, you have a plane, you have a vision, you are constant, you have a fee of, mm -hmm. you trust in God. If you work hard, you can get it. The most of the people in the world must do like that. I'm, I'm, I'm not the only one in the history. A lot yeah. of people who get the success so, so success, success, yeah, yeah. has histories, histories like mine, mm -hmm. for sure. N well, but I, but it's but it's it's fun to actually meet a real life person who's had that success and to, and and to see where they came from. And you have a wonderful family. I I've gotten to know your son Saul and 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 your other uh, children, and, and they they seem like they have very strong values. And it sounds like uh, uh, your family, uh, you also have these strong values. That not just work ethic, but moral values too. You know why? Yeah. Because I don't want that the to transcend to finish my life giving to my sons material things. I want I want to give an heritage. Yeah. To them, that the they can get that they they can plan in his mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the most important thing, much the way your mother did with you, right? Yeah, right, uh, the same she, thing. Yeah, I mean, she she physically couldn't hand down material things. Sometimes. But she handed other other lessons to you. Sometimes the people look for excuses to don't get it, to don't do it. They first think in the problem. Mm -hmm. They, feel, they uh, first think about the things that cannot do it. The life is an opportunity. Yeah. The life is a chance that God gives us. So let's talk about those steps. Um, so how did you get into coffee? <laughs> well, when I get... How did a carpentry man get into <laughs> coffee? Other than the fact that we're surrounded by coffee in Guatemala, you know, right? But how did you get into it? The, the, the carpentry was a very good business. Probably the best, the best one. But when I was in the carpentry i've been in the carpentry and uh, i start to to work in a, a young's association here in palencia youth association mm -hmm. trying to help to the town and uh, that's after that i work in some mission in the church uh, social work and the people put the eyes on me and said Probably Beto can be good mayor. Probably Beto can be good, al buen alcalde. And they push me. When I feel I've been in front of the mayor, city hall, and doing a mayor. But I come back to my lessons of my mom and my father. If you do something, you do fine. 
try to do the best all the time, all of the things that you do. That uh, when I been a mayor, I had the transport uh, business, I had the carpentry, I had the coffee business, but the mayor things uh, take the most of my time uh, and I end to the carpentry. I still have my car carpentry shop, but uh, I, I leave the transport business. I keep the coffee business. So the co so you became mayor in, was it 2004? The first yes, time? 2004, the first time. I, I, I'm a mayor by four times at this time. Four times. Um, and you started the coffee finca, what, what was that, 1999? It's 25, 20, before that. 20, 25 years 1997? ago. 1997? 1999, around there. It, uh, we bought the first uh, uh, lot of the farm. And we started with my brothers. Because another important thing in the life is that you can reach too much alone. But if you work like a team, you can reach much, much that you can figure out. Well, I teach this to my students all the time at, at Francisco American University in my entrepreneurship class because we talk a lot about collaboration. Yeah. And that innovation happens in teams. It doesn't happen by yourself. And so uh, this is a great example of uh you built it with your brothers when yeah. when you say your brothers your brothers at this and time sisters we're still together at this time and you marcos and betty marcos and felix and manuel and jaime they, we still work together you still, still work together yes so you started this with your family with your siblings uh back in the late 1990s how much? Uh, what, what? What? How much uh, land did you start with? Like, what was? I, I, we start with around eighty-six uh, manzanas at that time. We bought eighty-six uh, manzanas. Is, Is that like 44, 44, 44 acres? acres. Yeah, yeah, forty-four, 44 acres. acres. We we bought uh, in association in association with my brothers. Uh, I pay the half of the farm. They take uh, the other half of the. Of course, uh, we used to a bank, a credit bank, to bought. And was that on this part of the same land that you have today? We we we, we don't we don't feel you can find uh, fences yeah. in the farm, but we know uh, what is mine and what belongs okay. to them. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's not the same. But that farm. first that first uh, twenty veinte seis manzanas, which is forty four acres. Uh, by the way, Bente Seis Manzanas literally translates to apples, but that's I'm not, I'm, I have no idea what that means locally. It's a hard word. Yeah, yeah, but but you part of those uh, that Bente Seis Manzanas is still part of your land today. Yeah, that, it, it, that we are in the in the middle saying? of that uh, twenty six uh, manzanas, uh, and uh, when uh, we arrived to here to this place, it was very. On order, I mean, uh, it's uh, not organized. It was I not mean, organized. Not organized, yeah. So you, no coffee plants here. What was here? Just land? Uh, yeah, land and some trees. And, and you uh, had a vision that coffee could grow here? Yes. So coffee wasn't growing here at yeah, the time? Yeah, it's very nice history. When I was young, I wanted to get uh, one acre. And God sent to me the opportunity to, bought, uh, to buy around uh, uh, 26 the important thing in Francisco is if you are uh, you if you can share same vision same uh, 
compromiso y si tú eres capaz de trasladar eh, una visión, de compartir un compromiso y si tú eres capaz de generar sinergia, eh, tú puedes conquistar el mundo. Ok, so... Yeah, so okay, so thank you for the translation help over here to my friends. But Sorry, if you could, tra you know if you could, English. this is that's much better said in Spanish. But he's basically saying, if you share the same vision with other people uh, together, you can conquer the world. That's basically what you're saying. Yeah, ask, that's, Napo that's ask Napoleon. Yeah, ask Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Uh, although I don't know if he's crazy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so you started this uh, with those. 26 manzanas or 44 acres and um, how did it grow from there what was the steps to to grow because now you have 190 acres you know sometimes uh, a friend said uh, I'm selling that, that area close to you mm -hmm. you want to buy it but uh, we grow when the, we start producing high quality coffee some sometimes uh, came to the farm uh, customers mm -hmm. and they say, I want to buy your coffee and I want to buy your coffee and I need to attend the the, the, the buyers, the customers and uh, we are extending step by step looking for fresh area. I mean, the the change uh, weather I know in the world is, is, very, is doing big damages. Mm -hmm. Because the weather is changing. The climate change. Climate change, uh -huh. yeah. And that's why we are looking for highest areas. Uh, Because the coffee needs uh, specialty weather. So other people from around the world yeah. were coming here to Guatemala and they saw... And for people, you know, you may not know this because you're not sitting here with us, but we're on... We're, first of all, Guatemala City, which is below where we're at, is at about... 5,000 feet. I don't remember what that translates to in meters, but 1,500 or so meters, Guatemala City? No, it's, no it means around 1,250 meters over sea level. In Guatemala City. In Guatemala City. And then here you're higher. It's a little bit higher. It's like uh, around 1,000. We start in 1,350 to up. And up. And yeah, up. I remember I've, I've been, we're, we're about midway up the mountain where we're sitting here. And um, you're more than 1,500 meters, right? 2,000 yeah. meters? Almost 2,000 meters? Almost 2,000 meters. The highest that we have is uh, 1,800 meters. So that's interesting. So you have people from other parts of the world that say, we need to invest in some specialty coffee yeah. that's at higher elevations because we're looking for the future where maybe there'll be uh, areas that might be covered by water or maybe not uh, acclimated to, in the future for the right climate. And so they're coming to a higher elevation place like Guatemala, and they find your finca, yeah. which is at a perfectly highly elevated place. Yeah, it, it, the this uh, highest of the sea level permit uh, the soils, the conditions permit to produce high quality coffee. Is very accepted at this time. We are selling coffee in United Kingdom and uh, London, in New Zealand, in Japan, Australia. Uh, is because we produce high quality coffee, yeah. but uh, specialist in Guatemala is uh, we produce high, high quantity coffee. I mean a yeah, lot of coffee, sure. but it's the in the last years we are uh, producing 
high specialty coffee, micro lots, yeah. micro lots. It's, I mean, by varieties, uh, by qualities, I mean, by flavors, is the job that we do. So you continue to grow that and you've, you've, you've got customers in all those places you mentioned, the UK, England, uh, Australia, Australia Japan. New Zealand, Japan. Um, I know that. So we've got in front of us some bags. I know that you also at one point, just for my people back in Florida, at one point, Bold Bean Coffee Roasters in Jacksonville, Florida, at one point uh, had your coffee and we got a bag right there, that black bag. Uh, tell us about some of these relationships and how they were built. Yeah, this is... Uh one Pacamara is uh, my uh, favorite coffee that we produce. They se they sell the sold it last time ago in uh, Jacksonville in uh, Florida. It's uh, very very good coffee. And uh, at this time we have uh, Oson. This uh, Oson is another customer that we have. That they sell our coffee in United Kingdom. Oson. Yeah. And uh, they sell our coffee too in New Zealand. Has been is another people who buy who buy our coffee. They love our coffee. They at this time uh, the ninety five percent of uh, the coffee that we produce come uh, by both of them, Oson and Has been. That's great. That's and great. then also I see you have a porter over there. This is like a coffee porter. Yeah. And it, where is that sold? That one. Yeah. The, this is a beer produced in the harvest uh, 15 and 16. And uh, I mean, uh, this is a coffee export. They use uh, San Patricio coffee yeah. to do f uh, flavor uh, to this beer. This is a artes uh, artesanal beer. It's a cerveza artesanal produced, uh, produced by with our coffee. This and that's is in England? This is in England, yeah. in Stafford. So I asked your son, Saul, earlier if I could take some of that home with me, and he said, we only have two bottles here because they're for show. <laughs> sometimes You're going to have to go to England to get this, Francisco. <laughs> I said, well, we're going to need to take a trip to London sometime soon. <laughs> it's a long trip. Yes. So this coffee is uh, selling in uh, Drab Coffee in uh, Stockholm, Suecia? Stockholm, Sweden. Sweden, Sweden. Yeah. yeah. They, they sell our coffee. Is one condition that we sell our coffee is a, a, a denomination of origin. El Limon. Oh, let's talk about that. So this yeah. is the El Limon the region. El Limon. It, so or, that's what. So it's interesting when I when I uh, when I see your your name of your finca, I often see it San Patricio San El Limon. San Patricio Limon. Yeah. That name belongs to the guy who who sell us long time ago, and we love to keep that name. This uh, original name, San Patricio, mm -hmm. and uh, San Patricio y Limón is this area, and we keep, at this time we keep the name. We love this name, and uh, we so said this, this area was already called San Patricio San, Limón. San Patricio, and Limon. you just adopted it for your. We we have okay. another extra annexos, uh, but we call we sell the commercial name is San Patricio. Mm. Interesting. We're we're so proud to. Yeah. So you know we were talking a little bit earlier. Uh, and so for the for the listeners here, um, the so as when coffee is exported out of Guatemala, okay. people there are different regions of Guatemala that people say, oh, the coffee comes from Antigua or it comes from whatever. Uh, tell us about how you're trying to um, better market the coffee from this region. 
uh, the the most of the we we produce in Palencia around the around 400,000 quintales 400,000 quintales it sounds like a lot it's <laughs> it's, it's much it's very much coffee yes much coffee but uh, is that just from your finca or from no, all no, of Palencia no, 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 no. it's all of Palencia, all of Palencia. Palencia. okay high quality coffee High quality. But uh, the, they used to sell the coffee, mature like that, mm -hmm. to Antigua or Santa Rosa. The bad thing here is uh, that they sell the, our coffee with his name. Uh. Probably you can find uh, some other coffee in the world, uh, call it Genuino Antigua, but the coffee was produced here so in So really, some people are drinking coffee in different parts of the world that say, say, Antigua or something. But... And it's not really produced in Antigua. Yeah. It might be produced in Palencia. Same like Fraijanes, same like uh, Santa Rosa. That's why recently we meet with the Anacafe. Anacafe is a coffee producer association here in Guatemala trying to get our own name of Palencia like a region. Yeah, so you're trying because to Because we that. produce high-quality coffee. We need that the world put the eyes of here in Palencia. That, that would be great. Uh, the world can find very good coffee here in Palencia. So how can coffee farmers... You know, um, I had uh, a friend of mine actually on a previous episode of my podcast. He works with a great group. He's based in Atlanta, Georgia. It's called Thrive Farmers, and they have a nonprofit called Thrive Works. And they really try to help... Um, help improve the balance of in the coffee industry for the coffee farmers yeah. because the coffee farmers in most parts of the world including in guatemala don't make very much of the percentage that ultimately the consumer pays um most of that goes to a lot of international corporations i don't want to mention any but you know who i'm talking about and so um but how can coffee farmers uh take home more of the profits, if you will, of what is actually produced in coffee? Around uh, eight years ago, we organized one cooperativa. A cooperative, yeah. Cooperative, yeah. yeah. And with coffee producers here in Palencia. And uh, it, it is a very nice experience. At this time, they are very organized. They have very good process, and they are producing and exporting coffee, specialty, specialty to you, special exporting coffee to U.S. And I know that they export to Taiwan. Time ago, is the opportunity that the coffee producer needs, and I'm sure that we are uh, each year doing best, uh, best and best. And uh, the people at this time know that they have to care about the high quality coffee. Yeah. and produce high-quality coffee to sell uh, ex, uh, straight uh, to the uh, some other countries. So let's say, um, you know, I'm, I'm obviously uh, an American who lives in the United States most of the time when I'm not living in Guatemala. Uh, and, uh, and I'm trying to, dis to find out how can I, what kind of coffee can I buy that best supports coffee farmers? Because, you know, nowadays they have the free trade you know, that's been a thing, but, or not the free, the fair trade, fair trade coffee. But, you know, even when you investigate fair trade coffee, it's, it's only improved the situation a, a little, a little bit for coffee farmers, not really in a lot of ways. So how can I, what can I best do as a consumer of the coffee to know that I can best support coffee farmers? I think if someone wants to buy coffee here, very good coffee, they look for the uh, coffee producers. I'm, uh, Francisco, I would like to 
do some comparison between the coffee and the wines and the cheese, you know, and yeah. the jams. It's same thing. Yeah. But sometimes you want to buy good cheese and you think and if you visit some place in the world and you try to go probably to the market and the probably the best experience could be if you go straight to the cheese producer same thing with the coffee if someone want if someone wants to buy coffee here in palencia can talk to us and we don't care if we, uh, buy the coffee directly san patricio we can put in contact with some people here in Palencia and you can get a very good experience. In Palencia, we have a very good experience. Uh, we had, uh, Francisco, uh, a farm called El Socorro. Uh, they win uh, by two or three times the first place in Cup of Excellence. Wow. Uh, they, his name is uh, uh, de, la, la, de la Cerda. Uh, Juan Diego de la, Cerda, de la Cerda is the name of the guy. They produce very, very good coffee. They export all of the coffee. But no, he's the unique. We have a lot of producers uh, the, of very good coffee here in Palencia. So, if, so that's a good thing. So if you're listening and you really want to buy direct, maybe from one of the coffee farmers here in Guatemala, contact uh, San Patricio Limon, and they'll either you can either help if you with want them very or good coffee look for us yeah you can get their coffee directly or you can uh, they could even help you work with some other coffee farmers in the region okay so speaking of coffee we've got some of this um, uh, in front of us here can you take us through the process because I know during different parts of the season we talked about that um, and can you tell us what this is that we're looking at in front of okay. us okay and if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, this is why you need to go to YouTube and watch this. Okay, to the coffee experience, uh, need to know that the, probably you think that the coffee is uh, coffee is coffee, but no coffee means coffee. I, I, I think if you want to know what uh, gave the flavors a good cup of coffee. Very flavorful, by the way. It's, it's good. Yeah. The best uh, thing is uh, the, the things that you must know is in the harvest. I'm uh, talking about the harvest. Yes. The harvest start uh, pick it up yeah. the coffee. You see the size. It almost it almost looks like a grape, but it's very hard. But is it the exactly point that you must yeah. to pick it up? Probably, if you permit that they get more mature like this, mm. the flavor could be like uh, wine. Oh yeah, but it's a little softer with that yeah. darkness. Yeah. The, the the best point of the harvest is like this. This is the exactly point that we pick it up. Uh, uh, after uh, the pick it up, we take off. So you, you pick those off the trees. Yeah. Right. And yeah. sometimes they fall off the trees, or no? No, they, no, you no. Pick, you, you pick, pick it up. up. Okay. Several times in the harvest. No, it's just one time. You pick it up, uh, getting just uh, the red coffee grains and after that you take off the shell like mm -hmm. this yeah lo logic uh, by machine and get like this this is parchment yeah this is wet this is very sweet very very sweet and after that we can put to dry and get parchment Mm. This is parchment. Parchment, yeah. Parchment. Pergamino is we call it pergamino. And so you you dry it. Is yeah, you, you, you must to be sure that be exactly point of dry, and uh, get that point. This is the green bean. Mm. 
here we have a natural. This is kind of a specialty of our San Patricio. It's a natural specialty. Natural means that we put that we put dry straight to the uh, field to the benem to the benefit to get it getting dry with the shell. After that, we take it the shells and get this coffee. If you smell, smell this, smell yeah. this, and, and tell me what you feel. I have to get a, a little bit more here. Feel it. Yeah, what does that smell like? Uh, it's very deep. Yeah. I mean, uh, smell very, very smell. Yeah, it smell very good because yeah. in this uh, specialty, keep all the sugars when this is dried. This is uh, roasted. Is this roasted. is already al so already that's roasted? That's when after you might it, roast it. It's a, where do you roast it? Do you roast it on site? No, or we, we don't sell coffee roasted coffee. We export yeah. in green bean to Europe. So you okay? Oh, you you export that all the way to Europe, and they roast it there. They roast of the over okay. There. And I know that uh, I get some San Patricio coffee from uh, hand deliveries here from uh, Saul. And uh, and so, but there must be somewhere in town that you in Guatemala City that they also roast it for you. Yeah, yes. so you can get we, something local. We just uh, roast uh, the coffee for uh, to the own uh, use. Yeah, so for your own use. Yes, yeah. home, home use uh, to the friends too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Muchas gracias. This but is how we don't sell roasted coffee here in Guatemala. This is the next line that we're gonna open with the family. Because it's very important that you that you know that at this time, my son and my daughters are uh, are included in the work. So we're going to get to that in a minute. One thing I want to ask you too about the coffee production. I understand that um, there's a couple of very innovative things you do here on the farm. One, I know uh, when you fertilize and everything, you don't use any pesticides. No. Right? So no, 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 tell no. me what do you what do you do instead? To Last time. Uh, we use uh, 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 herbicide, herbicides, herbicides, herbicides to control of the la maleza. Like usábamos herbicidas para el control de maleza. La maleza is la like maleza the is el monte. In insects. No, it's like a plant that grows. Okay. In the middle of the uh, pl coffee plants, but no more at this time. In we using last time. Uh, uh, herbicides, but we discovered that they make uh, some damages to the coffee plants, mm. and we don't use anymore because uh, all of the herbicides translate straight to the grain, and we don't use uh, like uh, ten, uh, ten, ten, ten years ago. We don't use any more herbicides. We control uh, by hand with the hand with the people uh, it permits to get healthy coffee plants and uh, no more is we get, we produce uh, a lot of uh, employments yeah so that's good so you have hand you have instead of using maybe pesticides or herbicides you're actually have the farmers by who farmers by yeah. hand are making sure to cultivate the the plants Everything is by hand, yeah. no, by hand. No more uh, herbicides. Uh, we try to produce uh, high-quality coffee, and uh, and we don't use uh, pesticides. Uh, pesticides, 
uh, or chemics who can do damages to the health, to the people. Yeah. We care about the environment too. Yeah. We care about the... Uh, well, well what, what you just described, so first of all, you care about the health of people. You want to give them a quality product that's not uh, that doesn't have any herbicides or pesticides that are used, so that the and also that improves the quality of the coffee, not just the health of, of the course. people. In addition, by doing the hand maintenance of the plants and the coffee farm, uh, that adds to the sustainability of the land, right? Because a lot of people might just look for a shortcut, for and instead you're looking this the sustainability, the long term use of the land. Um, that it continues to be able to be used year in and year out for many years. We apply uh, agronomical techniques. Uh, it, all the time I are doing innovation and agronomical practices. Uh, my biggest son, Betio and Saul, uh, they study, they are engineers in agronomic uh, things. That's why they are applying at this time his knowledge in uh, doing the best practices, trying to produce high-quality coffee and healthy coffee, too. And also, you have um, on this fink. So first of all, <laughs> we're in February. What did you say about the weather in February? What do people say here? Uh, the favorite what? What, what, what? How do you describe what, what people say uh, the weather in February is like? <laughs> ah, okay. I, I was talking about... Febrero is a little bit crazy. Yeah. In Guatemala, loco. we said Febrero is loco. Febrero is loco. Un poco. And Marzo un poco. Bit. So, so in February, people just, I guess they, the weather could be anything, any day. What's, what's really struck me, living in Guatemala City for the last year, um, March and April were beautiful when I got here. It was like clear sunny, skies. Sunny. Yeah, and then uh, May through September was very rainy. It's season. Very nice time. All the times in Guatemala is uh, nice weather. Is 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 uh, eternal. Yeah, the end of the year, like it's the, it's eternal spring. spring. Oh, the eternal. Yeah, the eternal spring. No, the the temperature is perfect. Guatemala I mean, you can see how I'm dressed today. I've got a light sweatshirt on, and it's because it's a little cooler today. So this is a little weird. Uh, this is a little interesting because yeah, for most of February that I've been here. It's been pretty clear skies most of the day. This today, the last couple of days, been starting to get a little cloudy, and today it was raining a little bit. But I mentioned that because you have about half the year here where it's the rainy season, which is great for the green, right? It's great yeah. for the growth of, and then the other half of the year it's a little more dry. But I also noticed here on the farm, um, you have some water storage. Tell me about yeah. what, what what the thinking is behind that. We we care we care we care a lot uh, a lot about the environment and the water is uh, is our responsibility. Yeah, we care a lot. We have uh, we have different pools like uh, water storage. Yeah, they look like big large ponds or pools. Yeah, yeah. and we produce uh, fish there too. And uh, it's very nice. If you want to get the San Patricio experience, visit us and you can find. Francisco is talking about the water reserves and uh, we care the water as you don't imagine. We have a lot of uh, pools. Pools? Or yeah, like tanks pools or, or ponds. Water yeah. tanks. Uh, water tanks. Storage. Storage. We, you yeah, can like a water tank. Yeah, I've seen those tank. too. Yeah. yeah. We keep the water. Because the water is, is the life. We we care about the birds and all the animals here too, in uh, all the environment. 
So what's interesting is you do it's it's a you know you get a pretty good steady amount of rain throughout the year here in Guatemala, and that's a little bit why this region is is so conducive for coffee. But you know every year is a little different, right? And so it looks like I like to say you're you're saving for a non-rainy day, right? Some people like to say we're saving for a rainy day, you know, when the storms come. But it looks like you're it, would that be accurate to say you're you're kind of storing that for days when or periods when you maybe have less rain? No, the water we use the water to different things. Okay. To pro, to process the coffee is one of the uses, but we we used to keep the areas the green areas too in in a in the summer. In the summer we need that more right. water probably to baby coffee plants. We have a I don't know no nursery oh the nursery for the no, plants yeah we have at this time around the 5000 plants uh, they going to be planted in the next uh, winter and we need in the summer water to keep water to irrigation systems yeah so uh, again i i mentioned uh, you you talked earlier about that this was the uh, uh, a collaboration of, of many people in your family, particularly many of your siblings. Now you have five children, uh, I think ages 30 to 12. Yes. Is that right? Um, so we'll be right in the middle at 24. You started the Finca about the year he was born? Yeah. They, 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 when Saulito was born, uh, we bought the San Patricio. It's very nice history. Uh, this is the real inner of the San Patricio coffee producers because uh, it's 25 years ago but at this time all of the families involved in the in the work each saturday we have a meeting with them it's a very strict the meeting each of uh, each one of my sons have uh, different responsibilities yeah that's interesting yeah so you meet actually uh, mostly in this area where we're at here right you put a table up I've seen some of the pictures. Um, you've got a, a sort of a storyboard over here, uh, pr- where you you all strategize on what you're going to do in the in the coming weeks. Boys or girls, they have different responsibilities, and each Saturday we this uh, we design different responsibilities for the next week. In the end of the next week, we check how advances we have in different things. It permits us is growing up and growing up and doing easily work. So also I understand that your children um, have all, and you mentioned this just briefly earlier, but they're all studying something just a little bit different. Uh, t- can you tell me a little bit about what they're doing? Yes, Betio study uh, agronomical engineering. Agronomical engineering. Yeah, it's, uh, Elenita is a... Uh, Elenita is the second one. She study. She's already a industrial engineer. Industrial engineer. Yes. And okay. she came each Saturday here. Sauliros study agronomical and industrial engineering. Agronomical and industrial engineering. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tutti study zootechnia. Zootechnist. So is that is that the veterinary? Yeah. Yeah. Like a veg- because veterinary. you're gonna you have livestock and you have other. She loves the animals. I yeah. don't know why so much, but <laughs> she she wants to produce cows and or pigs. I don't know what yeah. we're gonna do in the future here. But uh, 
the one things that we are sure that we're gonna produce is uh, bees, bees, bees. Oh, bees. for the honey. Yeah, for the honey and to to do coffee to be to do part of the coffee process. And the Emilio, Emilio is the little one. He's twelve. She, she's he's twelve, and. Uh, he has his own responsibilities too. Yeah, well, he served us some coffee here. So, and he gave us he was helpful on the tour when my group was here. So, <laughs> yeah. that was great. He's yeah, he's, he's learning and he's learning from his older siblings every day. So, you know, this is very important because if they want to get uh, success in the future, they they need to start to work early in the life. Yeah. Like my father teach to me some people who are son of uh, farmers or uh, company sons uh, they missed probably that uh, the things that was so hard to get it you know what I yeah. mean uh, if they know how hard is uh, to produce to get the things I'm sure they're gonna keep it. They're gonna grow up in the future. Yeah, when you learn how to, when you learn what things, how hard it is to work for things early, you you appreciate them more, and you appreciate the work ethic that goes into those things. Remember, I told you that I don't want to give things. I want to give the the way, right? The knowledge, the fee. That's important. Well, what really struck me uh, after meeting Saul and your family and learning uh, is that how how each part of you guys really have like a family um, plan, a family vision where everybody. okay, what are your interests? What are your skills? And how can you build that to bring to some element of the of the uh, of the future of this finca? We we have a. They have uh, each one of them uh, has uh, his own vision, but we have a family vision too. Right. It me. It, it, we we have another projects uh, out of the coffee. We have uh, some other business, but they have at uh, this time already a son's company. I'm not there because it's his uh, company. Yeah. They call. They call. Uh, Five S five S A Fivesa, and this is his, his company, no mine. They must to start to to think, to work, to produce his own things. So uh, you're still running the family business here, the finca. Uh, how how much longer do you think you're going to do it? Are you going to hand it off to the children? I think uh, I I'm, I'm going to be with them around uh, five years more. I I need to be retired. I mean, <laughs> I need to I need to go to Key West. I need to go to Orlando to fish over there. Well, I'll see you in Key West in okay, Orlando. I, so I we'll see you. Yeah, promise. We'll do, yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. When you're there, we're gonna yes. fish over there. Yeah. And share a lot I of like day, boats. Sunny days over there. Yeah. So we'll we'll <laughs> see you there. Well, I know you like. Uh, you know, let's let's stick to that because I know you like to visit Florida, where I'm from. So I, we're gonna see you in Florida, perhaps many times in the future. Um, you're also a pretty well-traveled man. You've been to how many countries? 18. So other than the United States, what's your favorite country? 
<laughs> this is a nice question. All of the world is nice, but if I if I could be in some other country, probably I we like to live in Colombia. Colombia. Well, they have good coffee in Colombia, right? They Not have... as good as Guatemala, right? <laughs> Colombia is a very nice country too, and I like to live there because they have weather to produce coffee again. <laughs> but, but it's they, nice to visit, right? Yeah, I nice mean, to be there's easy. nothing like home, like Guatemala. I would like to dance cumbia too. You like to dance Colombian? Cumbia. Cumbia. What's cumbia? Cumbia. It's a style of dance. Is that a style of dance in Colombia? Yeah. I, love, I like to... So 18 countries? 18 countries. 18 countries. That's I, a lot. I visited Israel too, oh. in uh, Lisboa, Portugal. In, uh, you visited Israel? Yeah. I visited Israel in 2018. I've been to 20... Four countries now, and that is probably my favorite trip. Yeah, it's very nice because before to be there, you have different idea. I don't know if if same experience, but when you've been in Israel, wow, it's yeah. very nice experience too. I love it, and uh, I've been in South America, in Peru, in Bolivia, in, in Caribbean, in uh, Cuba, in Re- Dominican Republic, wow. all of, yeah. all of Central America. But uh, each country, each uh, place that you live is a new experience and built to you. Yeah, I absolutely. don't know if you shared with me that. For sure. Well, um, you were born and raised here in Palencia. We talked about you. Uh, you first became mayor in 2004. Yes. Um, I know there was a period between 2012 and 2016 you weren't mayor. Then you became mayor again. And in total, I think you have served about 14 years. For, at this time, 14 years. 14 years. Um, and you're in your fourth term? This is my fourth. Fourth term. So, you know, why did you get involved in in the political life, in politics, in public service? The politics is the way to give opportunities to the poor people, to the give conditions to the business people too. The politics is must be the opportunity in Guatemala, the politics are uh, uh, the people be see the politics uh, like uh, the monsters, like like a gangs. Yeah, but well, it's we know exactly that. We sometimes say that in the United States too, but I think when you come to a lot of other co- people in the United States, uh, don't appreciate a lot of the the rule of law and the justice system that we have there. That at least we can hold a lot of our monsters accountable. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe here not as much uh, as, as, as there. I, I'm, I'm perfectly unperfect. Yeah. I'm perfectly unperfect. I don't know if soy perfectamente imperfecto, but politics permit us, not just me, we are a team, and we built already around 300 classrooms here in Palencia. That's amazing, yeah. It's... 1,500 new homes for the people. Now, it's not my job. 300 classrooms and 1,500 homes for people. Palencia has about 80,000 people. 80,000 around there. 80,000 people. Were those classrooms and homes, were they built with government resources or? No, it's different resources. I mean, sometimes... The most of the resources belongs to or came from the government's resources, but we share the our vision with the business people here are, around here, and they gave us uh, the resources. We 
prepare the, the planes and we show to the business people here and they support us and they help to build schools, to re uh, rebuild schools. Uh, it's a different way to get the resource. Sometimes we have resource from Canada, from Taiwan, from U.S. For example, the immigrants in U.S., they help us to build the fire 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 station oh the fire station so these are people who left guatemala immigrated to the u.s yeah. once they're there they start sending some support back and they help build a fire station yeah they they gave to us uh, five thousand dollars and they they helped to build the first uh, fire station at this time we have three of them three fire station around the uh, eight or nine uh, Cars, uh, fire, uh, fire vehicles, fire yeah. vehicles, and twenty uh, firemen working, uh, paid by the city, by the city hall, and helping to the people. For that is the politic. Yeah, and I remember one day I was here the first time I visited, and you had a, a couple guys here from Canada, and they were with I think a, a, some kind of NGO or nonprofit that was helping you in your partnership with the maybe yeah. building some classrooms. Yeah, they help us to, they gave the financial resources to build that school. It, it was in El Pie del Cerro. It's very nice school. You know why, Francisco? Because if the people, if the boys uh, wants a perfect world, they must be start in a nice home, in a nice school, in uh, good conditions, with good teachers. But if you give to them uh, bad schools, uh, no good teachers, no good conditions, no good citizens, right? Right? You yeah. know what I mean? Well, speak. Yeah. Speaking of citizens and politics and public service, I also understand. Uh, I can't remember what year you said. Was it two thousand eight or two thousand ten? You were the um, you were the president of all the mayors of Guatemala. So there's like an association of all the different mayors and you were the leader of that. Guatemala for 19, uh, no, for 2010 has around uh, 333 mayors. 333 mayors in 2010 when you were the leader yeah. of all the mayors. They elect to me to uh, like a president of them and I run uh, two times, and I've been president uh, of that all of the mayors in the country. And it was a very good experience uh, uh, doing relationship with the government uh, staff and the international staff of cooperation like uh, Spain, like USA, like uh, Germain, uh, Japan, Taiwan. It was my role in that uh, condition, like a president of uh, all of the mayors in Guatemala. Very good experience. Uh, it permit us to know all of my country. Uh, very good experience that. Yeah, so I noticed that you were able to work with, what, three or four different presidents of Guatemala? Yes, uh, it, it, it permit, in, in that role, just one president. But in this home, being around three or four presidents, Already, you lose track. Three or four presidents <laughs> have been to your home. It means not much, but yeah, this, no. <laughs> it means not much. But the presidents are. It's not easy to get out here. So for the president of Guatemala to visit, it must have been a big deal for them to come here. Um, three or four different ones have come here. 
Um, maybe they maybe they were really coming for the coffee. Uh, I don't know <laughs> the coffee and the food. The coffee and the food. I know your wife makes incredible <laughs> food. Place, yeah. So maybe they were coming for the coffee, including maybe her famous soup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's a famous soup. Yeah, but uh, hen soup. Yes. Uh, so, um, but in addition to that, you also worked with uh, corporations in other countries. You, I saw some photos. Uh, you were signing some treaties or some agreements. Maybe yeah, that's probably another way. Yes, conditions. Treatment uh, with the Taiwan, with Japan, uh, with the Israel embassy here in Guatemala. It permits us to trip a lot and uh, to know how the world works. In I mean, the municipalities in the world work. It, yeah. So you so you've helped a lot of uh, you know. First of all, you get, that gave you also the opportunity to meet a lot of uh, leaders from around the country and around the world. Uh, pretty pretty neat. Uh, I mean, 1983. This man, I'm just going to remind you, was making less than a dollar a day, right? And now he's uh, he's got this great coffee finca. His family's really leading it. The mayor of the town, uh, meeting with with people, uh, government leaders around the country. The presidents of Guatemala have now come here, right? So, um, but but I think it sounds to me like a lot of what I've heard from your family is you really are dedicated to helping the people in your town, in your community. In Palencia, um, so so tell me a little bit more about uh, why uh, that's your, that's so important to you. So at this time, I'm, I I I don't know how do you say I'm so happy, Francisco, at this time because I I have uh, I am six, 57 at this time, 57 years. I don't know. Still how a young man. Plenitude, Still a young man. Plenitude. Yes. Pleno, feliz, realizado. <laughs> Yes, you're happy. I'm happy, realized. I mean, I don't need anything. I'm happy. I'm not talking about material things. I, I'm happy with myself. I'm happy with myself. Thankful with my God. I don't need anything more. Right. My, my sons are caring about the San Patricio, and I'm caring about the people of the town or town of the people uh, I mean I'm happy serving to the people doing my job when the people talk uh, look look the some answer like in the pandemic was a very nice experience because the mayors are the, the authority or the government close to them in uh, in this world The people is really needed with the politics to uh, understand what they do, what they need. Politics to be the answer to them. This is big responsibility, but I enjoy, I enjoy my job because I have a, a team in the in the city hall, in the government, in the municipality who understand. Who share with me the vision? Who 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 share with me the mission? Who attend the responsibilities? And it's very good job, good good experience. Well, something I keep hearing from you consistently throughout different parts of your experiences in your life and through this conversation is you you constantly talk about a team, and you talk. And earlier you had that great quote: if you uh, if you have people who share the same vision, you can conquer the world. So whether that was you and your siblings building this coffee finca whether that was your 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 sons and daughters now 
helping to continue the family or what you're doing down at City Hall. You have a team down there as well. Uh, you've also worked with people across the country as a team. So it sounds that's that's very important. Um, let me ask you a little bit about uh, Palencia. 80,000 people here. Um, I, I don't know the best way to say this, but what, what kind of means do most people live? Are, they, are, are there a lot of people in poverty? Are they kind of a lot of people in the sort of what you would call middle class? Um, what, where, what, are the, what are the kind of stations of life for people living in here? Palencia's people is hard workers. It's honest people. But they don't have. They 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 are looking for a chance. That's why they some of them uh, trip to U.S. or some other countries looking for new opportunities. So you have people from Palencia that leave and migrate to the U.S. Yeah, a lot of people okay. live there. If you ask in uh, employ uh, in uh, with in the companies in U.S. who are the best workers in Latin America, the people said Guatemalan people. Uh, months ago, I've been in uh, Florida and Miami, and I meet with some girl who has several restaurants, and, I, and she said, the best workers in our restaurants are Guatemalan people, because we work hard. Yeah. We call, so uh, if So here's the thing. Uh, I know that it's, I love the United States. Obviously, I was born there, and it's a great country. It may be the freest and most prosperous country in history, for all we know. Uh, but um, most people don't want to leave their country. They don't want to leave their home. They're, they're forced to leave because of the economic conditions. But if we can improve uh, the economic conditions for okay. people in Palencia, they don't have to leave, right? Okay. That's why that we are working here, but the conditions to the people that stay here in Guatemala... They need opportunities, mm -hmm. but the, to get opportunities, they need to first to get education opportunities, health opportunities, uh, home uh, with good conditions. That where, that That's why we are working hard here in Palencia with my team, because I repeat, it's not just my job, it's vision shared, uh, mission shared. Uh, and that's why the next uh, time, the next uh, retos, challenges, challenges are uh, to give to them uh, economical conditions to grow up here. For that, that way, they don't need to trip. They need to keep the families. At this time, we are uh, doing some uh, contract with the people in the U.S. in Canada giving to legal uh, work permits or visas of works to work with some months over there and come back it, it they gonna they gonna keep the families because when the people trip they lose the families yeah in uh, start the social problems here in palencia but we are working in economical grow up here and uh, if probably if you get in by uh, la ruta al atlántico you you see the works to grow up eh, el paso de nivel ese es eh, ese es un uh, like a bridge to get yeah. in the palencia it, it gonna permit eh, eh, economical grow up education so that that bridge that's being built is built yeah. B building and by already? the way, just so people might be listening to this, those are not gunshots. 
Those are fireworks because at any moment in Guatemala, at any part of the day, people like to f- shoot off fireworks. This is just, uh, <laughs> I don't even, I don't even flinch anymore because uh, before I was like, what is that? You know? So anyway, these are some fireworks. In no, the take it easy. <laughs> it, it, they are happy. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> on, a, we, on a Sunday. We love to, it's some, it probably is church, cele- church or yeah, they are celebrating kinda. some beer day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So back in, back into the grow up, uh, back into the grow up, uh, we are doing some conditions to economical grow up here in Palencia. I don't know if it's the right word, but yeah, to try to uh, help people mobilize economically. Yeah. So um, maybe you could. A- I can ask you this in two parts. How have people from the U.S. How has the U.S. or people from the U.S. helped uh, people in Palencia, or how can we help people in Palencia more? Probably. Uh, there are several ways, but I think probably some of them is a... Uh, we need more uh, fireworks. That's what we need to. Yes. Okay. So go we ahead. are on party. <laughs> uh, Actually, that's how Guatemalans could help the U.S. We need to we need to be as happy as people in Guatemala be shooting off fireworks all the time. <laughs> so yes, go ahead. I'm true. sorry. I keep it so around. so the we, we we call la feria here, and you keep you be probably impressed. Because we burn a lot of fireworks, yeah. a lot of fireworks it's in 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 uh, Christmas too. Oh, I I wish I was here for Christmas because I saw the videos. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. But back into the how the U.S. people can help us is probably uh, doing a job opportunity there. This is one way, but legal. If uh, some people in U.S. need uh, Guatemalan or or Palencian workers. We have some uh, settings, some ways to do legal legal visas to them, visas. Yeah, to trip legal work. Work. They so can this work, is work. so this is for people in the U.S. that need Guatemalan workers in the U.S. They 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 for like seasons. And yeah, for, by seasons. So then they come back to Palencia. Yeah, they come back. They just gave me, um, for example, said, I'm I'm. I'm for example, I'm pro, I'm American people. I'm American uh, producer, and I said I have uh, uh, I need workers to produce uh, watermelons, for example, or some agriculture, and we can send some people by season over there. Well, there's a lot of agriculture here in Guatemala, um, and I wonder how Guatemala could really take advantage of the great resources you have here and produce that for the world. Yeah. Like we the could, coffee. Yeah. For example, the coffee is one, one very good example. But another way that you can help us is uh, putting some uh, companies here. Uh, it's, uh, you can contact uh, to me, for example. I, I don't need to do business. I'm okay. I'm, I'm fine. But if you need people... You can uh, contact to me like uh, Facebook. In uh, um, so would we go to San Patricio El Limon on Facebook? Is that the best Facebook page, or is there another no, Facebook page? Guadalupe Alberto Reyes is my page, my Facebook. Albert, Guadalupe Guadalupe Alberto, Alberto Reyes. Reyes. Yeah, probably we can. We'll uh, put this in the show notes in the links. Yeah, so we, people we can, can put do the, that. my 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 address, email address, and everything over there. And uh, we can do that. So another thing that uh, another way that you can help us is probably supporting uh, resources to to build a uh, technical school over here. 
because and 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 when we, when when we support the you through those resources financial support would be good so you can actually employ local people to build it right yeah because you don't i i know there's a lot of and and it's probably it's not like a bad thing but i think a lot of uh volunteers come down and and help uh, is, but then it, it takes be. away jobs it right? will be some uh, in this home we attend some people who came from u.s from arkansas i remember that around 40 peoples but you and, paid them or no they voluntarily they voluntarily voluntarily they they help us to build some schools here in the okay. in, in some village, and uh, is we used to do that, but uh, probably more uh, sustainable, so more sustainable, sustainable could be uh, giving conditions to them. Right, it's no good if you trip and leave the families. It's no good. Yeah. Nobody like it. Right, nobody like it. So. Um, Guadalupe Alberto Reyes. Tell me a little bit. This is your given name, Guadalupe. Guadalupe. I born exactly on December 12th. It's oh, the, the day feast day of we celebrate the Virgen de Guadalupe. Yeah, the, the feast day the of the Virgin, Virgin of Guadalupe. Guadalupe. Uh, it's a, I'm, I'm Catholic. Yeah, same, same why, here. Yeah, that's why my mother and my father decide to, to, to give me that name. I'm, I'm happy with that, Guadalupe Reyes. Here in Guatemala, uh, the people said uh, to run some uh, competition, Guadalupe Reyes. They start to drink uh, on December 12th and finish on uh, January 6th. We celebrate the <laughs> Guadalupe Reyes. It's just uh, Guatemalan. That's, that's pretty funny. And um, the other thing, uh, you're 57 years old. You've done a lot in your life. You've, uh, you know, carpentry, uh, you've had a finca, you've been the mayor, you've been the president of all the mayors. But now people can follow you on TikTok. Ah, yes. I'm a TikTok. You're I'm on TikToker. TikTok. Uh, I've seen some TikTok videos. I'm not even on TikTok yet. Uh, I, I might have to get on TikTok just to follow you on TikTok. And on TikTok, I'm And you're also on Instagram and all that. So how do we follow you on TikTok? On TikTok, I'm Beto Reyes GT. Berto Reyes. Berto Reyes. Beto? Beto Reyes. E -E -T -O. Beto Reyes. GT. GT. So I'll put this in the show notes as well. So for you guys on YouTube or on Spotify or Apple, you can see this in the show notes. <laughs> you can see Beto Reyes there. You can see Who, Beto Reyes. And, um, and maybe, you know what? Maybe um, uh, my my friend Luis here who's videoing, maybe he can uh, start my, t my first TikTok account with a video of uh, you and me on this podcast. It could be great. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, what it's, what's nice about TikTok is that you can share it on other platforms like Instagram. So I'm on Instagram, and so I'll have to follow you there as well if I get on TikTok. We'll see. Um, but, um, well, this has really been a fantastic time here, and I feel like I can continue to talk to you for hours. Um, but, uh, you know, we have some more coffee to drink. And maybe maybe some food by your wife. It's just great. But I've really enjoyed getting to know you and your family. And our Fearless Journeys group trip in November, this was the first trip that I organized for my new company, Fearless Journeys. And it was in Guatemala. And I tell you, the highlight of the trip was here. I, I surveyed everybody afterwards. And they said this was the best experience. Um, one part of the reason it was the best experience was... Because they got to get out of Guatemala City, it did. It, it was in Antigua. It was an, you know they got to go to Palencia, um, see this really nice town, a beautiful um, coffee finca on the side of this mountain. That was great. But the number one thing they said, connecting with your family, 
was amazing. They said, you have just an amazing family. You were not here that day. Unfortunately, you're mayor. you got things to do. Uh, but uh, the day that we happened to come, but uh, um, your your children and your wife uh, were, were very uh, hospitable to us. And, and they said, wow, there was just the love of the Guatemalan family and the Guatemalan people for others to come. I, I think I think uh, the first time I came here, your wife said to me within 10 minutes of meeting her, Francisco, this is your home anytime you want to come. So I just met you. Uh, so anyway, this is great. Stay, we have yeah. beans and we have bed. And yeah, and I, might be out, I might be out in the field picking some coffee soon. So. We have a macas too. In Guatemala, we said if you want to stay, we have bed and we have beans. That's so amazing. And uh, again, you're very emblematic of the hospitality hospitality of I think the Guatemalan people. And um, and also, you know, I think may- maybe I could close this out with asking you something too, because you, we just talked about Guadalupe and and the fact that you're Catholic. But uh, and you've said a few times on this podcast that you've had the vision and you had the faith. How has your faith been a part of? who you are today and um, and maybe part of like the vision you've had uh, my vision and my fee uh, you know you must know that uh, I start all of my days all of my days I prepare of course doing my personal care uh, taking a shower but uh, I, I start my days putting my life putting my family putting my business my vision my my troubles in uh, the hands of our good God. I trust in the middle of my life conditions, I trust absolutely in God. I'm absolutely. I know that you can get the knowledge, you can be smart, you can be a genius, but if you trust in God, you are a real person, you are a real person. You can get all of the world. You can be owner of the world, but it's better if you trust in God and you put and you put all of your ideas, all of the projects, all of the family in, in in hands of God. I trust in God. I don't scare to talk about God. Probably some people think different, but I respect that. But I trust in God. Well, it definitely seems from getting to know you and your family, it's a it's a foundation that has helped you, like you said, have trust, whether you're successful or not. But obviously, it probably has added to your success as well that you that when you let when you have that trust and you're able to, you know, continue going forward because, you know, you're you're in the hands of God, no matter what happens. I think that I think it seems to be very formative to who you are as a person. So it's, it's wonderful. And I just want to say thank you for inviting me to your home. Whatever you want. And, uh, and also to the Finca. And, um, and thanks for uh, what I always like to say. Thank you for being an agent of innovation uh, here for the people in Palencia and in Guatemala. And, and thanks for being on the Agents of Innovation <coughs> podcast. Uh, um, I, I have to say thank you to you for taking the in account to me, my family, and San Patricio too. Wherever you want to be here again, you are welcome. And if someone wants to visit us, please, uh, in the town of this uh, podcast, I'm sure going to be the the direction. Oh. One more thing I have to ask you, actually, as we go, because uh, this is a great place, nice little town. I noticed, uh, I haven't seen it today because I haven't, I haven't been here long enough, but uh, you are building a little home. Okay. That's going to be kind of like an Airbnb? Yes. In the in some farm that recently we bought, we have a, some small hotel. 
Oh, you also have the little kind of what's a hotel. Yeah, but yes, it's more home to be inclusive in an Airbnb. Next time, I think probably in two years more, we have a a place to to to. So set your sights on Palencia, Guatemala. In the next two years, you can come live on the finca for a day, a week, a month, whatever you want. Uh, I've, I've got first dibs, uh, so I'm going to come back here and get, I'm going to probably write my next book uh, from right here. You know, I'm, I told Sully, just get, get me some good Wi-Fi in that house, I'll rent it out. Uh, but anyway, it, uh, it's a, it's, and you get to, you get to be also in the, uh, in the context of this finca, but also in the, con- in the, in the very uh, closeness with this great family. So, uh, so it'll be a great place to come when that, when that place is, is done. This is a quiet and peaceful place. You are welcome. It's so peaceful. It's so nice and peaceful, and 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 pretty quiet uh, uh, until you got the the trucks coming in here during the high Easy season, work. right? We are on the uh, to get the to get the coffee out of here and and get it on our tables. So thank you, uh, Beto, uh, for welcoming us, and thanks again for being on the Agents of Innovation podcast. You are welcome.